Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of how they started their tech careers. Today we have someone uh, who has been like a CNCF ambassador and she also created 100 Days of Kubernetes. That's how I know her. Um, she also has been a developer advocate and she puts out amazing DevOps content. Please join me and welcome Anais. Hey Anais, would you like to give Hello. yourself a short introduction? I, uh, sure. It's actually the first time that somebody gave me this kind of lengthy introduction, <laughs> listening to somebody say all those things I'm apparently doing. I'm like, wow, that's me. <laughs> um, so this is pretty cool. Yeah, my, my name is Anais. I'm currently working as site reliability engineer for a company called Siva Cloud, which is a uh, cloud computing provider that's based on Kubernetes specifically. So if you're interested in getting set of Kubernetes, that's the tool, the platform to use. Um, yeah, otherwise I'm a CNCF ambassador. I started in the DevOps space 10 months ago. I think that's an important part. I started in the DevOps space 10 months ago. And before that I was working in the blockchain space. So um, I actually, when you see anything that I'm doing, I just started learning about it. So if I can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah, you are doing a great job, like with uh, making your learnings public and like, thank you, documenting your journey. I think it helps, especially like someone like me, I wasn't like, I've heard about Kubernetes and containerization yeah. and stuff, I think almost a year ago, but like nothing wanted me to like dive right into it. And when yeah. I saw your content and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is what I need because you need a guide to follow along. Like you, yeah. there's just so much stuff out there. Like if you just, not even Google, if you just go to YouTube and type in like Kubernetes, there'll be, I think like hundreds of videos. So there's no structure to like a guided plan on how to get started from day one and like how to kind of implement it and totally. learn in a structured format. But yeah, no, I love, I love what you have been doing. And it's great to like, just know that you were in blockchain as a, I think a developer advocate and then yeah, community manager, and then you moved into DevOps. So we, we will get into it. But yeah, it's it's really yeah. like fascinating, and interesting to see uh, like a non traditional career path. <laughs> no, non traditional <laughs> at all. A jumpy career path. But it's funny that you mentioned it because I started, and I'm I, I told that on several different shows. I started 100 days of Kubernetes because I saw you doing 100 days of cloud, and I was like, oh, if people doing it like on cloud then i mm -hmm. surely can do it on kubernetes too right yeah. but before i i once tried to do 100 days of code uh, to learn mm -hmm. front-end development mm -hmm. and then uh i didn't finish it but i knew that that was a thing that there was a large community around it but i didn't know until i saw your posts that it's the same for cloud and then yeah. i thought hey let's just start it for kubernetes <laughs> yeah. that that is the exact same thought like me and the other core team members had is oh there is 100 days of code and similarly like i haven't finished 100 days of code like, i know i started at some point and then at day 30 or something I'm like i was i'm like okay yeah. i can't keep up yeah um, and then it's about the journey it's not about finishing exactly. it's about trying to do it yeah. and learning in the process yeah. No, for sure, for <laughs> sure. So I think I'll like to like deviate towards a bit of a background. Like when you were young, were you like really into tech or this is something that gradually grew on you? Yeah. So I have to really call out my parents here, I think. <laughs> uh, because actually, so, so my, 
my father is a computer programmer, software programmer, and he we had always lots of old hardware at home. And for me, those were more like props. Like I would use old hardware to build spaceships and other cool stuff in my imagination, you know? But I never, like I didn't, they, those were not the kind of parents who would get me uh, cool stuff that would get me into programming, right? Like it was really, it was kind of gender oriented. So mm -hmm. I didn't start programming until, yeah, until I went to college, until okay. I went to university. So until then I didn't, I, I never wrote a program or anything and nobody really introduced me to it. It was really when I had to make a choice of where do I want to go, which university mm -hmm. do I want to choose, which kind of course do I want to choose for university? That's when I started thinking about it. And fast forward, I dropped out of my first degree to go into from a degree called information management to go into computer science mm. and also to start working um so it was really it wasn't even that the degree that got me into it it was more like mm -hmm. the thought process of what do i want to spend my life doing more or less <laughs> no, so yeah that's that's awesome and that's like like really non-traditional part about your <laughs> journey is i know I saw your one of the YouTube videos about your journey so far in tech and like you worked while you were doing or while you were doing your degree. And I think you have been in the industry uh, for almost like three or four years, if I'm right. Yeah, for almost four years now. So I dropped out because I had friends working in a blockchain space and they were mm -hmm. like, oh, join us. We would like, and most of them were like, just drop your degree, join us right now. And we will, we will pay you. Just don't do a degree. That's what, that was their premise. They were like, you can't do both. Just do, <laughs> do yeah. uh, uh, just work for us and help us grow this project and the blockchain space. And I didn't want to do it. I really wanted mm -hmm. to get, and I still want to get, I don't have it yet. I still want to get my computer science degree. So I was like, oh, I'm going to study part-time work full-time. And eventually I found a company that I joined and mm -hmm. yeah, so that was nearly four years ago. Yeah. No, that is awesome. So like, what was your first job in tech? Was it the blockchain one, like the developer? Yeah. So, I mean, when we talk about jobs in tech, that could be really any role you have sure. in tech, I think, uh, because whatever you do, you will, especially at startups, you will have in some way or another, you will have to learn about the project itself and the platform or the tools that I use, right? Um, so my first job was as technical analyst. So I was literally reading white papers in the blockchain space. There mm -hmm. were lots at the time. It was like the crypto bubble. That's what it was called. Yeah. There were lot, like, like the dot-com bubble, but crypto, right? And there were lots of white papers and I was just reading them, summarizing what those projects were proposing and looking if their tech would make sense based on mm -hmm. what other projects were doing in the space. It was a lot of comparison, a lot of um, trying to understand what kind of algorithms in the space are used and which ones make sense and why one project uses one algorithm over another and these kind of things. So it was really a lot of report writing and yeah, that was, it was really theoretical. It wasn't hands up at all my first job. Yeah, it was all theoretical. And like you, you learned on your way, right? You were not interested in blockchain from like the beginning. Yeah. So it was really before, and you like some parts of what the, like the technology yeah. was about, but mm -hmm. through that role specifically, uh, I mean, you have to think about this. I was, now people will learn my age. <laughs> So I was basically 19, dropping out, right? Wanting to get a job, working for this startup that mm -hmm. 
um, was also just starting out, right? They didn't have much of a reputation at that point um, in the space. So I was just trying to find my way through and find people who would, you know, boost my, um, how do you call it? Like uh, my credibility in the yeah. space, right? Yep. So that's what it was about. So given that I really had to try to get as much credibility as possible, I was trying obviously to learn as much as possible about mm -hmm. tech. So in calls and so on, I was able to follow. Um, yeah, so it was basically me pretending I was way ahead of where I was actually starting out from. <laughs> um, yeah. Um so, and this is the time when you were also like doing your information system degree, or this is when you dropped out? That was right after I dropped out. So okay. I dropped out and after my fourth semester, I dropped out and then I started um, the following semester and my first semester computer science degree. Oh, okay. So, so and since it's part-time, it's taking like four to six years to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah, I can, I can totally relate. Um, so yeah, like to get into like education, I, I'm guessing like you, were, yeah. you really wanted to have a degree in computer science. Um, but yeah, we, we are seeing this shift in like where it's not necessary. And like, there are, there are folks that are saying like, you don't need to spend yeah. like so much amount of money and time in getting a like a degree. You can start in tech, uh, before that. Yeah. Uh, and it might not be necessary. And I think you're like a perfect example. Like you can start, but if you like really want to get it for your own sake, you can still do that while doing a, like a full-time job, which, yeah. is, which is great. I think because especially like in North America, I think education is really expensive. I, oh, yeah. Not, yeah. I'm not sure about Europe so much, but, um, yeah. It depends it, where it, in Europe, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it can be hard, especially for like teenagers like me when I was 18. That's why I chose a college over a university because I'm yeah. like, there is no way I can pay or take a student. What's the difference in the US? Um, Just for myself about, and other listeners. I don't know the difference. <laughs> I don't know about US, but I know it's really expensive. I think Gwen would be a better person to ask about US okay. or Antonio, but um for for canada i think as an international student um yeah it was around 10 grand uh a semester so like that's 20, a 000. lot yeah that was <laughs> that's like lot. what you would pay in the uk for example for one entire degree exactly and some. that's what that's what i'm doing right now is um is a part-time online computer science degree um, yeah and it's it almost comes to what i would have paid for an year like the entire yeah. degree is yeah almost the same amount what I would have paid for an year so yeah yeah no that I is I think that shows options see like when people are considering university or, or college or whatever certification they want to get that there are so many different options and uh, I didn't know that an online degree was possible when I first chose my university mm -hmm. right like I thought that's something you have to go to in person and so that's one thing. And what you mentioned earlier about, I, I completely agree. You don't have to get a degree to start in tech. I, I yeah, I, I'm one of those examples, right? Nobody, nobody in the past four years has asked me about my degree or whether mm -hmm. I have one or to show it or uh, anything related. It's really something that I'm doing for myself because you have to, like, you have to consider that 
having a degree a bachelor's degree can open up a lot of opportunities later on in life of let's assume you want to do research you can get access to research facilities that you cannot get access to if you don't have a degree right Mm -hmm. uh if you don't have a bachelor's degree you can't do a research master you can't do a phd you can't go into that area if you want to if that's something you want to do then uh, and that's kind of why I want to leave my options open. Like that was personally my decision, why I decided I still want to get a degree, even though it's not necessary for industry related work. Right. Mm-hmm. No, for yeah. sure. And I, yeah, it, it might seem like, especially like with this, uh, social media world, uh, especially Twitter and, uh, YouTube, that's what I'm most active on. Uh, it might yeah. seem like we have it all figured out. <laughs> I, I, I especially don't like, I. And as you said, I try to keep my options like open. You never yeah. know where your your interest and like passion would go. Exactly. So if you have those options, it's it's good. Like I don't want to be specific in what I do. Uh, at least not for the near future. Maybe like two three years, I'm fine where I yeah. am. But yeah, you you never know. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's amazing. So I'm. You, you were in blockchain as developer advocate and community manager, and then you got into like DevOps, SRE world and Kubernetes came along. Um, how was, how was that switch? Like, how did that happen? Uh, so that's a bit of a longer story. The short form is that I joined the most recent, uh, startup in the blockchain space that I worked for. I worked for them over a year Mm -hmm. and I joined as developer advocate, but a few months after I joined our community manager left and it was kind of left hanging there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of all those activities that are community management related. They were just there for somebody to pick up. So yeah. since at that point, my technical abilities weren't that great. And I just want to get as like, be productive and an asset for the company as much as possible. I just mm-hmm. picked it all up. Right. I just tried to do whatever I could to help the company grow and, and succeed in the space. So, uh, I was ultimately becoming the community manager and, um, the goal was always for me to transition more into their developer relations, um, team and help mm-hmm. with developer advocacy and building out features for some of the users. Uh, but that didn't quite happen for various reasons. It's, it's quite tough in the blockchain space, especially for women, <laughs> and, uh, especially like uh, in the tech industry, I mean, overall, but then in the blockchain space, it's quite niche with, uh, mm-hmm. even more of a gender difference, let's say. Uh, so I was getting to the point where I was getting frustrated, where I didn't feel like I was growing in the right direction in those areas that I want to grow in. So, uh, I was keeping my eyes open and then Mm -hmm. code fresh, the company I first worked for in, in the DevOps space, uh, interviewed me, they reached out and, uh, it was quite random that they reached okay. out to me. Um, it wasn't like they were looking for somebody to join their developer advocacy mm-hmm. team. And they just happened to come across my profile pretty much. And then I provided some example work. That's actually one of the tips I would give always, if they don't ask you for example work, still provide example work mm-hmm. because that can make such a difference. And it's, I mean, in engineering interviews, you you tend to have to do example work by default, or you have to do those live coding things on a billboard where everybody puts you on the spot or something, Mm -hmm. but that's usually not the case in many other roles. So if you want to go for a role and 
right? Then, and they don't ask you to provide example work that um, you can make a huge difference for their yeah. decision process if you still provide them anything that is that represents what yeah. you would be doing exactly mm -hmm. uh just for anybody watching that's like my number one tip if you want to get ahead of other candidates <laughs> do that um for sure. yeah so would you suggest like having mm -hmm. projects and stuff on your resume like that you want to highlight that is like really relevant yeah. to your job role yeah uh, but make it really relevant and highlight what you got out of it mm -hmm. so for example i i wouldn't just put um github something yeah, right yeah. or like these projects that highlight a specific project and maybe if it got a lot of stars highlight that yeah. right or um if you learn something specific within that project or that project has something mm -hmm. um like a specific implementation that might be relevant to what you will be doing at your job right then highlight that specifics of what is within that project it makes it so valuable right for sure um to make it as clear as possible because obviously many recruiters won't know what's important so if mm -hmm. you can make it even sound really important then that's already good right yeah um, yeah but yeah no that's one of the things like it is like really good when you learn in community is because you're sharing your journey and maybe you had something like a breakthrough during that journey a project or some con yeah like a video that went viral and uh, it, it is nice to like share that with your like employer, whoever you're yeah. interviewing with and showing like what kind of impact it made uh, in the community. I know like there are a lot of companies that care about that. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that, that is a great tip for someone who's like looking for a job right now or is applying to multiple jobs. Um, but yeah, so we, we went through the education kind of path and mm -hmm. like, so you're still doing you're almost done your degree, right? Your I need like, one. yeah, I need like one year. Okay. One more year. I have one year left. Okay. So yeah. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that is nice. Oh yeah. So you are planning to like going further down the path of like edu education, like a master's degree or, um, have you like thought about it for now or? Let's I, see. for now, yeah, so I, I try not to think about it too mm -hmm. much because there's obviously a lot of ifs involved that I can't for sure. plan for as much. Um, I definitely want to go further down into the engineering mm -hmm. areas path. So uh, a lot of times you have, right, you have uh, engineers transitioning into developer advocacy. And for me, it was always this, how do I get further into engineering? How can I acquire more skills and get more opportunities within the engineering space versus the community mm -hmm. management and marketing side of things right um so for me like now that i have kind of my foot in this sre role it's like it's really important for me to to keep it there <laughs> um so we will see what the next year or the next two years bring but um yeah i think especially and that's like completely being completely blunt here if you're a woman in tech you can like you can have more impact mm. the way I perceive it. If you have those credentials, mm -hmm. that's, and just more of, um, you can easier stand up for yourself for different in different areas, whether that's salary rise, whether that's opportunity rise, but that's my personal take and being completely blunt about it. I don't support it obviously, but yeah. being completely blunt about it, right. I'm not gonna 
say that that doesn't that bias doesn't exist right mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah that that's a downside uh, i would say like you need to show that you're credible in in a way uh, yeah being like women in tech and yeah it's there are i mean you should show it tech. either way right yeah yeah <laughs> but you might get questioned more <laughs> <laughs> so how would you say like what have been like the key highlights of your journey in tech so far like in yeah in, in these four years what what do you think like what what are the things that you're most proud of i think it was so we've we just mentioned it right working in public having mm -hmm. public like work that is publicly available for anybody yep. to view is really important and when i finished my first role in in the blockchain space as technical analyst i did this whole week where i was writing each day i was writing on one specific topic and it was kind of like a brain dump everything i knew on this topic i just mm -hmm. put down i just wrote it down without much structure just as much as i could fit in that one day on, on on a document basically you can also right now find it on my blog but the point is that because i did that i then had somebody from another company reach out and who in the end and ended up hiring me for developer advocate because mm -hmm. that person saw oh she knows the theory she might mm -hmm. not know how to develop decentralized applications on a blockchain but she knows the theory behind it and I, at the time when I wrote it, I obviously didn't have any intention of mm, using it yep. to get myself a job. It was that person seeing it and reaching out to me. So when we talk, I think when we talk about getting lucky in tech, uh, there's, there's a lot of things that you can do to accelerate your luck, let's say, right? Yep. You can't control who's, who's going to end up looking at mm -hmm. your portfolio, at your work, right? Or who's going to recommend you to whom, but sure. there's a lot of things that you can influence um on a small basis as well right uh and i think that was one highlight of them reaching out literally because i published that mm -hmm. those thoughts those uh that knowledge just theories or ideas that i had in my brain <laughs> um what else the other one was definitely becoming a cncf ambassador that was i was kind of dropped into their slack channel and I just opened Slack because I got some notifications. I was like, who's messaging me right now? I was like, wow, I'm in this channel. Am I supposed to see this? And that was, yeah, that was quite overwhelming because I did not have that same kind of support in any, well, similar even, in any mm -hmm. form in the blockchain space. It was consistently like me uh, kind of really pushing for mm -hmm. uh, being seen and getting support and opportunities, even speaking opportunities were so difficult to get uh, because you have a lot of, you have actually a lot of people in the blockchain space working on similar kind of topics. And mm -hmm. it's usually always the same people who speak on those topics and conferences will get, try to get the same people. And it's yep. really difficult to break into that. Mm -hmm. So just getting the support from the DevOps community was incredible. Like that was mind blowing to me. It's still mind blowing to me how supportive everybody is. <laughs> so, no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that, that is one of the, like the great things about like Twitter and stuff is if you're learning in public, there are so many amazing uh, folks and like people that support you and like uplift you. Yeah. Um, even like, I know, I remember when I was like kind of lost and I didn't know where to go, <laughs> as I said, like yeah. I started hundred days of code and I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to get into software development at all. Um, and yeah, like you 
and people knew that I'm struggling, so I reached out and they like there are some amazing people that they are that are willing to help you and like uplift you. And that is one like great thing of learning yeah. in public. Um totally. yeah, no, that's 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 some great uh, like motivation, whoever is listening is like how you kind of I know like there was no much support in the blockchain world and you enter like the DevOps kind of world and C and CF investor is like a huge deal. Uh, but yeah. Is it? <laughs> no. For, for um... us, it is. Like, we, we are happy for you. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes I'm trying to put things into perspective, right? Of like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, going back to actually reaching out to people, I remember when I was reaching out to you and I was like, what is this 100 days of cloud thing? Mm-hmm. What do I do? Where's where do you get this information from? Um, and most of the time when they, like sometimes I reach out to people really, really coldly of like, can we just have a call about career yeah. opportunities, career growth, uh, just because I'm interested in somebody's thoughts, right? And like probably 80% of the cases, you will get a really nice reply. It's, mm-hmm. it's usually people will provide you with a really nice reply or take their time if you are taking your time to ask thoughtful questions, right? And yeah, it's, it's, People are really welcoming and kind. So I think it's when you're uh, like, when you're thinking of a lot of people think of, should I go into DevOps, right? Or should I go into that tech area or this tech area, right? And I'm not quite sure which direction they should go, especially when you have done a degree and then you are figuring out which way to specialize in, right? Mm -hmm. When you do a bootcamp, you usually already kind of know which areas you want to specialize in because that's based on what you chose that bootcamp. But after a computer science degree, you can literally do anything. And I think it's important to remember that every space within the tech industry has its own pros and cons, Mm -hmm. right? So if you, if somebody enters one space and it might not be the right thing for them, they're like at least 50 other areas in tech to try out and a billion other companies that might be exactly what would work for you, right? Mm -hmm. Versus, uh, yeah, just, it it really, it's really sad to see when people leave the tech industry, right? Overall, because it's usually not the tech industry, but a specific area, specific Mm -hmm. community, right? That that made it unwelcoming or not as exciting as it could be. Yeah, Yeah. no, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, in in certain cases or not in certain cases like if you're starting out and you like did your degree and you're like fresh graduate either from yeah. like a traditional university or a boot camp with a boot camp you're more um boot camps are more drilled down because they're really yeah. specific like either web dev or general software programming i don't know what kind of other boot camps we have now uh, but lots yeah <laughs> there's one for everything <laughs> but yeah (laughs) i think learning in public would help you as like and i said that she was reached out on one of her blog posts that her like a prospect employer uh saw and thought like she would be a great fit because like she wrote this blog post and she could help their developer advocacy team uh, on getting the word out of whatever the product was at that time and it has been kind of similar for me, even though I have been at the same company for like, this was my, like, this is a company that I started my first job at and I've been yeah. there still. But last year when I started learning and doing in public, like I have, I can't tell like how many recruiters and like companies would reach yeah. out to you. And it's it's just good because you never know, like 
what um like option or what opportunity might come your way uh, that you might have missed if you're not learning in public right yeah and exactly there might be like several different folks who are in like the same boots as you or same shoes um <laughs> which you might help them because let's say like Anas is doing 100 days of Kubernetes. Now I know like where to start at day one. So yeah, that's the community aspect of it when you like do it in public. And it also makes it stick, like especially if you're teaching people, like the concepts yeah. stick with you because you're able to explain them to others. So I think, no, that's a, that's a great tip. Um, so what are you excited about, like with the technologies that are coming in the near future, I know like crypto is going crazy again, and then we uh, do have. <laughs> IoT. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> um, yeah. No, we do have other technologies like AI, ML, and IoT. Yeah. Like, what are you excited about? So I always wanted to get into security infosec mm. field. I'm not sure anymore if that's really my thing to spend okay. like full time there or like to really focus on it. It's just as like as a research area, let's say that mm -hmm. that's what fascinates me, but um, I'm really excited for what's just the, the cloud native Kubernetes space is still so young and there's so many new projects that are kind mm -hmm. of rewriting how we deploy infrastructure, how we deploy software. And that's really exciting to me, those new uh, patterns and processes mm -hmm. that are getting established by, especially by young and small teams that are doing, I think the highest impact. And so that's something I'm excited about. And then also just, I see, like I joined the, the space, the DevOps space during the current times, right? I have mm -hmm. met nobody on my Twitter in person, like none of them, nobody I'm interacting mm -hmm. with, I know in person, always like from the screen, right? So yeah. I'm really excited for the first in-person conferences where I get to meet people nice. and see how tall they are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's that's something I'm I'm excited about. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about tech conferences too. I'm like, yeah, let's get back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's amazing. So what 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 is it like what tip would you give to the audience? I know we had have like really <laughs> yeah. amazing tips in our previous chats, but like if we wanted to give one amazing like I don't know, yeah. tip or suggestion to someone who is starting out in tech, what would that be? I think so a lot of times when you get started, it, it feels you don't know where to start, right? I mm -hmm. think that's the most common problem. You are not sure what to look at first. And I think it's far more important to start looking at anything, start mm -hmm. reading or writing about anything really that interests you. Yep. And then just some Google searches or looking at some people on Twitter or some newsletters and podcasts that mm -hmm. can give you further hints on what to look at next. Just anything start there. Like it doesn't matter where you start as long as you start to look at anything. I think a lot of times people over worry what, what they should be doing first. Where should they spend their time yeah. at? And by them worrying about where should I get started? I don't know what to do. Uh, it's actually preventing them to get started in the first mm -hmm. place. So that's, I think that's my one number one tip that there are lots of resources. And once you start looking at those resources, any resource, you will figure out what you like, what you don't like, mm -hmm. what you want to 
learn more about what you don't want to learn more about right and then you can take it from there versus worrying in the moment before getting started what should I first because there's no one like there's no one answer that anybody yeah. could give you right I, I don't know where your level is at uh, mm -hmm. you don't know what yeah what somebody has read before or what they want to learn or whether they need it for their job or if it's just their personal interest all those are I questions see. right that yeah. that only a really good mentor could know about you and then recommend your specific book mm -hmm. or something right if if nobody is like your mentor for several months then they can't really give you that detail that level of information of where to get started i think no for yeah. sure yeah <laughs> no i i totally agree like don't like do your research but like don't get lost into it and yeah. just start out and see what works for you and figure it out on the way um because yeah like and especially in tech like things change so rapidly yeah uh so yeah just just start with one of the resources that you think might work for you and then figure it out on the way that is this that you want is this something that you want to do in the long run no that that is a great tip um so yeah no that was that was a really nice conversation we had here awesome. i do have a kind of few rapid questions for you okay so like you have to answer them right away okay i will try um, okay cool I, I just have two for you <laughs> okay um first one being what do you prefer like do you prefer uh windows mac or linux linux okay. <laughs> awesome <laughs> okay and what programming language do you prefer or love react okay <laughs> So you're you're really into JavaScript, I'm guessing. No, I I, I like I like to use TypeScript. Okay. <laughs> I should okay. have said TypeScript. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And do you prefer a PC or a laptop? A laptop. Okay. I should switch to a laptop from a PC, uh, and I love it. <laughs> I can walk around. <laughs> the portability. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. No, that was, that was a really nice, uh, conversation. Um, thank you for having your, me. This was, yeah, yeah no, this it was, great. it was really fun and it was nice to know like about the challenges you had. Um, and all I the... could talk for hours about <laughs> <laughs> if somebody wants to listen for hours, just hit me up and I can just we, carry we should on do talking. like a weekly, <laughs> weekly <Yeah>. career rant. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Just, or just to show where we just rant about yeah. about yeah yeah that's that's a good idea <laughs> it's good for like even for like anxiety and stress too because you're... there's um totally and it's also for other people right yep. there's actually um i forgot what it's called harvard and mit they have this club where they just share okay. complete failures that's all they oh, do <laughs> nice and a friend told me about it i thought it was amazing it's, yeah. i think even an online meetup like a like a society kind of like a i don't know what it i think it's just a meetup group where they mm -hmm. literally just share complete failures whether there's a business or career failures anything career related nice. that was a failure yeah <laughs> we should do that like every every yeah friday because fridays are that's oops or something <laughs> yeah that that's that's great <laughs> awesome well this awesome. was really nice thank yeah. you <laughs> yeah with, for the audience we will catch up with you in the next episode and yeah i, I don't know who the guest would be but we'll reveal it soon Ooh, i'm excited and thanks <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining uh, nias and it was amazing thank you thank you have a lovely day everybody awesome <laughs>